Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. First test match. Uh, what was it like for you? It was predicted to be one-way street, Tristan, at Optus Stadium. It was a one-way street at Optus Stadium. The only interest coming out of the game really was what Mitch Johnson said about David Warner going into it, and David Warner responds accordingly. David Warner did respond accordingly. He obviously notched up a very impressive ton in the first innings, and then he uh, followed it up with a duck in the second innings, which was interesting. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the betting was certainly one-way traffic pre the game. Uh, it was funny. The live betting actually drifted a bit on day one, whether the uh, the, the punters thought the, the pitch was conducive to maybe Pakistan batting out a draw, and they, they, they looked reasonably solid uh, for the first period of their first innings, and it looked like maybe they might be able to show a bit of... Uh, a bit of fortitude there and, and, and get deep into the test match. But then obviously that wicket sort of crumbled late and, and they, they collapsed. So the, uh, the outcome of that test is pretty much unknown there midway through it. And uh, yeah, the live betting did peter off very, very quickly. So uh, certainly wasn't a stack of um, action from a turnover perspective because Australia were very, very firm all the way through, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to moving to the boxing day. And also we've got a plenty of plentiful big bash action over the next few days too. Sadly, I guess, Jimmy, right at the, the present moment, unfortunately, every cycle of three or four years, this ends up being the uh, test series that we have at home. But, you know, in, in any of the circles I'm talking to over the last couple of weeks about sport, um, you know, cricket and that first test just hasn't really been a highlight. And I think there's been more media out of what we'll touch on in a moment, and that's the IPL auctions and and some of the pricing and, and uh, discussion around that than there really is going into the Boxing Day test. And that's the thing. Our whole talk topic on radio this morning was what should Cricket Australia be doing to ensure that everyone... You've got your rusted-on fans and those members at the MCC. They're going to turn up, no problem, every Boxing Day. They'll charge through the gates, get the best seat. We've seen all the vision of that over the years. But what about the casual fan? What about the occasional viewer? What about the person who might go out, put their hand in their wallet and say, yep, I'll go to the ground, I'll go and watch this. They are not being engaged. And, and we do not hear... so. You know, we know firsthand, okay, we want to speak to this person. We want to speak to this person. We're a broadcaster at SEN of the cricket, and you're flat out getting anyone, which I know there's only 11 of them, but, you know, support staff and all that sort of stuff. I find it, it's Cricket Australia need to be very careful about what they do in the promotion of their sport and not think just because it's a Boxing Day test and it's a New Year's test that people will automatically turn up. Um, I think... I think we're seeing something similar in the Big Bash. I think people are taking their time to warm into that. There was 27,000 there at Perth last night. But prior to that, crowds have been down again. And remember, there's four less games per team. So they need to make it up somewhere. The TV audience are okay without being spectacular. Uh, Real issue around that, I think. The Scorchers, though, Tristan, what about them in the market? They are, I mean, if if you happen to play the final at home, (laughs) they start probably $1.50. They just look a class above, don't they, Jimmy? They and you know, it was it would look like it was going to be another absolute blowout again last night, um, and until Jordan came in there and and put on a few runs uh, to make it competitive late, and then the Scorchers chased down a very tricky uh, target just so comfortably. They've got a top tier bowling attack, they've got a batting lineup which just looks so far in front of everyone else, and then they've got a home ground advantage that that is yeah. superior to the rest of the nation. So. Um, all things being equal, you just find it very, very difficult to see which side can upset them. They are the $2.80 favourites. The Heat are 460, the Sixers 480, 
The Renegades 850, Strikers 950, then it gets wide from there. The only thing I will say is that in T20 cricket, you know, it only takes one one massive effort from anyone which can change uh, the complexion of a game. But just the way this final series works, if Port Perth continue the trajectory they're on, then they should get that uh, that good run into the finals, which uh, does sort of put them in a very, very favourable spot. And that's the thing about T20. Like, you know, the the game of NRL or AFL that you think, yeah, they're just going to win is a dollar twenty. But in T20 cricket, you you dollar um, fifty, you'd probably be as short as you get, Tristan. Yeah, absolutely. You, you never get a, in a in a big bash clash anyway. You very rarely get a, a match under a dollar a dollar fifty uh, in in a top tier tournament like this, and even in a final, you know, maybe even pushing that dollar sixty mark because the team uh, playing them has got to come in in decent form. So um, yeah, you, you certainly won't get a real real short price uh, commodity in the final. But you know the way they've been playing and their, their their history in these crunch games as well. I'm certain if that occurs, there'll be a lot of people willing to to take the shorts about it. Now I do joke about you being passed in for the IPL auction, but Jared and I also had our names in there. We were also passed in. So um, just to fill up, just incredible. Um, it's it's changing. We knew it was coming, but it's changing the landscape very dramatically. When you think about someone who Mitch Starker hasn't played there for eight seasons for all sorts of different reasons, wanted to concentrate on his international career, now gets to a point where he says, no, I'm, I'm prepared to go back. I think he bought a new house. But anyway, that might be separate to it. $4.4 million that he's getting over there for eight weeks work is gives you an understanding of the size of that market and what the future holds as well, Tristan. Absolutely. And and you saw the reaction of his uh, wife over there get preparing for the, uh, the test match in India as well. And um, it's just amazing. And, and you, you, you see the comparisons of, probably the crowds we saw in the one-day cricket uh, World Cup for some of the games that didn't involve India, and then you see the crowds of the IPL. And yeah. Just the viewing numbers, and and it's just chalk and cheese, and and, and, and it's such a it, – it's a growing tournament, and I suppose now you look at an event like the Big big Bash that back in the days when it commenced and, you know, maybe the IPL wasn't at such the level it is now, you used to get so many more of the, the international stars that came out here and played, but – you know, why why would someone travel halfway around the world over the Christmas period when they can put in a stint um, and get paid to the level that guys like Mitch Stark have been played in India? So it's 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 a tournament that's just changed the complexion of cricket um, around the world, and uh, and and each year it just seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Enormous money, isn't it? And uh, I think you're right, Jimmy. I think that um, four plus million probably puts a little bit of a dent into the sixteen million dollar purchase uh, that they just recently made. So. Yeah, well, lovely coin if you can earn it, isn't it? Well, the other thing about it is that, you know, you look at someone like a Daryl Mitchell, right? He's a good, solid international cricketer. He can go off. 1.9 million USD. Like, yeah. that that would – I can only imagine how little he's being played, paid by New Zealand cricket because they don't have the scale of Australia. You know, not you know, it's Australia, England, India, or India, Australia, England. And then after that, you know, at an international level, you're not getting paid. So – for those guys like that, it's such a, a huge opportunity. Spencer Johnson, 18 months ago, couldn't get a bowl because he could barely stay uninjured. And now he's getting paid $1.78 million to go over there and play in the IPL. It's absolutely fantastic. The other part about it, which is really interesting too, uh, it's come to uh, our attention that the IPL looks like starting on March 22. So you're going to be there at least a week early to acclimatise. Shield final, March 21 to 25. So there's there's a conflict there. The the test players could potentially come back and play in a shield final before they go to the IPL. That 
was not going to happen now. But Cricket Australia get paid 20% of what any Australian player is getting paid at the IPL out of the IPL central revenues. So when you start thinking about what Daryl Mitchell and uh, Rashin Ravindra are getting paid for New Zealand uh, and then New Zealand cricket, what they get, you, there's no surprise where Cricket Australia said, oh, do we want them to play the Shield final? Uh, they'll be right. Let, let, let them go and play in the IPL because it, it means significant revenues for Cricket Australia, which is just another piece of the puzzle. But it is the future. You know, Major League Cricket in the USA, Kolkata Knight Riders, they're a franchise owner there. They're a franchise owner, obviously, in the IPL. They're a franchise owner in the UAE. And this franchise cricketer is not too far away, I would suggest.